Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back to the GNN Sports Podcast, representing um, the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Sun and Journal. Um, my name is Kyrie Demos, um, and we're also joined by our Lockport Union Sun and Journal um, sports writer, John D'Onofrio. And just wanted to introduce you guys to some people who are joining us today. Um, Unified Sports, it's a upcoming rage um, in the Western New York area, and it's something that we really hope that um, more people are really starting to learn about. So I'm just going to go around the table and have everybody introduce themselves. Hi, uh, I'm Doug Ames from um, Section 6, the Unified Sport uh, um, Basketball and Bowling Chair. My name is Corey Murray. I'm a parent in the New Fane School District, and I have an athlete and a partner that participate in Unified Sports. And I'm Karen Morrison. I'm the Unified Bowling and Basketball Coach at Niagara Falls High School. Alrighty, so just to get things going, um, Mr. Ames, you um, were one of the biggest reasons why Unified Sports um, have come to Western New York. So could you just talk about um, just the initial process, um, the initial meetings and things like that, um, that you had to really go through to help get Unified Sports off the ground? Well, about five years ago, we um, every year in August, we as athletic directors, we have to attend a mandatory meeting at the Section 6 at Erie 1 Moses. And um, Todd Nelson, who is an assistant director from uh, our state association, was there. And he said, uh, I'm going to have a meeting at the end of uh, our morning session for any of the schools that are interested in having their schools participate in a pilot program called Unified Sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was offered to all 98 of us, because we all had to be there. And um, we uh, went through our morning session, we had lunch, and eight of us stayed back for that meeting. While the meeting started with Todd and Nate Johnson from Special Olympics, only six stayed. And of course, I was one of those six, and just happened to be uh, hooked. I thought it was a great opportunity to offer our kids back at Newfane along with a couple of the other schools that were there. And you're, you're talking Pat Berg from Lockport. Uh, you're talking um, Marissa Felicawa from Eden. Uh, you're talking Rich Gray from Frontier. Uh, Tom Sarkovich from Starpoint. Uh, you're talking, at the time, it was uh, Steve Dimitrioff, now John Jablonski, Ed Akron, and um, myself from Newfane. Well, the, the six of us decided to um, say, you know what? Let's meet, let's try to plan this, let's go forward, let's see what we can do. And um, who would like to run the meeting? And um, I was one of that individuals that said, uh, we all looked around and they pointed the finger at me and <laughs> guess what, and there you have it. And that's how, that's how it became uh, part of, uh, yeah, sure, I'll take it, let's do it, let's run with it. And, between the six of us, uh, we made a league, we made a division, we played, we scrimmaged, we had five, six games, and it, the rest is history. And here we are, and I got two wonderful people to join me right here with uh, Corey and Karen. This, this is, there's the living proof right there. Absolutely. With Karen and Corey. Now, um, you know, for some people who are still out in the dark on Unified Sports, could you just explain exactly what Unified Sports are and what the purpose exactly is of it? Well, I, 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 I'm going to defer this one and help them. I really, truly would like to put this to Corey and to Karen because they've been involved. I, I don't, don't want to literally let the, let the coach and let the mom of a couple of a partner and an athlete give their side. I, 
I think they'll nail it right out of the park. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, Corey's looking at me, so um, I'll talk, <laughs> and this is Karen. Um, as a um, life skills um, special education teacher in the Niagara Falls District, this is an opportunity for my students to participate in high school athlete athletics with um, students who are considered partners on the team um, who um, generally follow the regular ed curriculum and it's an opportunity to bring those two groups together and to compete for their schools mm -hmm. and it's an opportunity to kind of bring Special Olympics into the school district mm -hmm. and for um, the kids to be able to participate so it it works out that generally on any opportunity you have more athletes which are Special Olympians mm -hmm. on the team participating at any one time and the partners are there to also compete but to lend support to those athletes so that they can be competitive and be a part of the sport. Sure. Now you being a coach, um, you know, it's a different type of sport or it's a different type of um, mentorship or leadership that you have to bring versus, you know, if you were coaching a uh, general athletic team. Um, just what are the type of things that you try to bring to the table um, in your role? Oh, you know, that's funny because I was thinking about that on the way here today. And I think a big thing is, is you're looking at coaching from a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. We encourage everyone on our team, whether it's bowling or basketball, mm -hmm. to cheer for everybody. So if a, somebody from New Fane makes a basket, our bench erupts in a cheer. If it's somebody from Niagara Falls, we erupt. And, and slowly you can see that we've gone to some games and we cheer for everybody and you see the people in the stands, if we score, go... And then eventually they kind of catch on that we're cheering for everybody and how important it is. And we try to bring that message across to all of the kids, you know, that say that, that we're doing this for fun. We're not doing this to beat up another team. We're not doing this so you can score mm -hmm. 30 points. Uh, we're doing this because it's fun and we get to play together. We get to work together um, and we can do that. Uh, so in that aspect, our athletes get such a benefit because they have so many more kids in the school that they're now friends with, mm -hmm. that they can sit with at lunch, that they see in the hallway and high five, that they ride buses with, that they can they Snapchat and what were we talking about, all those things, <laughs> and all those other things that they now have like followers that do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think our partners get like so much out of it that they come back and they say, this is like the best thing I've ever done. Like a couple of them are like all states and things mm -hmm. in, in their own particular sport. They're like, this is way more beneficial to me and more like more fun than anything that I did and when I was competing with the state. Yeah. And for some of them, they're now um, volunteers in our classrooms. That some of them that want to be teachers and want to be therapists come and they work with our therapists in the classrooms. They work with us as teachers in the classroom. So they're now getting that real life experience of like this is maybe the type of job that I want to do someday or I think maybe I'd like to do this. So they're getting like this huge benefit. So it's it's not going one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And some days I think the partners or the regular students get way more out of this than the athletes do. Like the athletes are just happy to be out there and to play and the partners are like, this is just like amazing and you know, and, and like you said, you came to our game that we played Starpoint when Niagara Falls played Starpoint and we had two thousand people in the stands mm -hmm. to watch a game. And that does happen with our boys basketball team, but not with much else. Mm -hmm. So these partners got a chance to be a part of something that was just so big and so exciting that I think that's real important. Oh yeah, that's huge. And I think it's the coolest thing because, you know, having played 
basketball at Niagara Falls, like against Niagara Falls as a visitor. Um, you know, it's just always been one of the, the coolest environments, having the band there, you know, just the um, Wolverine as a whole. But, you know, to see that type of intensity at a unified game and having the fans there, um, the fat heads and the cheerleaders on the sideline, like it was just really such, such a cool thing to see because you see what can really happen when a, an entire school community is really um, behind, um, you know, pushing a cause forward and especially a cause like this. You yeah, know? absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, so um, just, you know, moving forward a little bit now for you, Corey. Um, now, you have been a parent of now a partner and an athlete. So what has that experience been like for you? So I'll kind of follow up with what Karen said. First of all, for my son that is the athlete, mm -hmm. um, he has autism. And I think regardless of the disability of the child that is the athlete, what this program does is give them one thing, and that's to be included. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that ability before. Right. Um, to, to go into the halls and be recognized now, not because they're in the special ed class, but because they can bowl and play basketball mm -hmm. or because they made 12 points the night before or because they had, you know, 10 rebounds, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. These kids now are looked at differently by their peers. Um, I, I kind of feel like the, the point of this podcast is to give more information about this program to the community. Mm -hmm. But what the program does, I feel, in the schools is give the general ed kids more information about the special ed kids. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's important. You know, yeah, they're in this class because they have a physical disability or a mental disability, but they can still play basketball. Right. And they can still bowl. Right. And I guess it's just something that wasn't recognized before. Mm -hmm. um, or hey, they have a great sense of humor. Or you know, they might be an artist or a musician. And it just lets them get to know each other better. And you can't ask as a parent of a special ed child for anything more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to have your kid be treated just like all his general ed peers. And then to follow up again with what Karen said, my son that is a, um, a partner, mm -hmm. he, I think, gets a bigger reward out of it. Um, you know, he, he has new friends. He sees his, his brother's special ed friends in a different light. And, and that might have been available because Zach is Matt's brother. Mm -hmm. But to the other partners that don't have a sibling with special needs, mm -hmm. It gives them an opportunity to come into the classrooms. Like you say, in Newfane it happens. They go now into the special ed classroom and they help with art or they go into the gym and they help with gym class. They really find that they like these kids mm -hmm. and they never had the opportunity before to get to know them. Mm -hmm. So for me as a parent, um, when Matt started high school, you know, you're worried just because it's high school right. and he's not going to have any friends or he's only going to have the friends of the classes he's in. And now he walks down the hall and everybody knows Matt. Right. It probably helps that he's 6'8". Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's an extenuating circumstance for us. For but, sure. I mean, people know. And, you know, it takes time for a program to grow. This one is, is just, it's, it's exploding, like you said in, in your beginning. But for New Fame, it's just more and more people every time at the games. You know, more and more people, you know, saying hi to him in the halls. And, and as a mom, I'm proud. You know, you're always proud, but this just takes it to a new level. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm grateful for the program and for everybody that's involved. It takes a special person to get involved. This isn't something that everybody wanted to get on board with right away. Mm -hmm. But once you see it one time, you mm -hmm. can't help but not be involved. Right. For you know, sure. whether you have a special needs child or not, this is just a fabulous program. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, you know, I know he does have special needs, but seeing him being six eight, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, you know, what sport does he play? And now he can say, hey, 
I'm on the unified basketball team. And he wears those shirts proudly, those patches proudly. I mean, he has his varsity jacket. He would have never had that. His friends would have never had that. There'd be nothing to put on it. Mm -hmm. He wears that proudly. You know, that's his, his shield. And he, he talks about the games. And I mean, and I hope this is the case for every household. But on mm -hmm. game day, mm -hmm. we're off, we're ready. 5 a.m., it's game day. And right. that's what we focus on. When there isn't a sport going on, it's kind of boring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just got school. But, I mean, it's just... We would not have had that without this program, right? You know, and it's going to open doors for these kids because it, it just gets them out there. And the more we can continue to promote it, I'm sure Doug will speak uh, coming up on how many schools are jumping on board and how many kids. I think Karen mentioned that there are like Newfane has so many partners. We could have two teams, Correct. and that's that says a lot that these kids want to be part of this program because they know how special it is. Yeah, for sure. At Niagara Falls, we had 25 uniforms. And all of the partners, um, there were two partners assigned to every uniform mm -hmm. because we had so many kids and to make sure that they would come in. Quite honestly, most of the time we didn't even wear the uniform. We just wore our T-shirts because we had all 25 show up to just about every game. So wow. I'm sorry I didn't mean that. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought we were going to ask a couple of quick quick questions. While you started with six, what do we have now? What are the numbers? We're, we're up to 25. We just finished the, the spring with 25. Wow. And we have um, That's uh, four schools mm -hmm. that unofficially have committed to, to come aboard next year with a few more sitting uh, in the wings hoping. I, 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 Tim Slade and I talked about it last night and um, I think we're going to have a little over 30 some teams that are going to play basketball i keep telling them now look you want to come in we want you please but also bowl with us we, we want you to bowl also in the winter mm -hmm. uh, we have 15 schools or 16 that bowled this winter for the second year we'd love to have 35 bowling and 35 plus playing basketball and um, i just put the final report in uh, to nate as of this morning uh, all total with our athletes male and females we had 525 kids in Section 6 participating in Unified. Last year, I think our total was 325. Wow. <clears throat> so, and you're looking at, what, 98 schools in Section 6? We're almost a third of our schools in Section 6 that are playing some type of Unified sport. That, that like Corey said, and, and Karen, there's the message right there. Come join us, have fun. It's out there. Include them, and that's what we're doing. What, what are your thoughts on this, how far things have come along so far? Well, I, I, right now, when you're going back four years ago, when we started as a pilot program, mm -hmm. <clears throat> there was only one other section in the state out of the 11 that was doing it. And we, they did it in the Albany area, and then we <coughs> jumped. Todd came to us, and we took it next. Mm -hmm. And um, we went with six, and went, we were kind of a little apprehensive. We didn't know how well this was going to take. Mm -hmm. we, we knew it was a great program, but we couldn't get the schools to jump and come in with us. Mm -hmm. So we kind of took it with, uh, all right, these are growing pains, let's see where it goes. And like Corey said, we had it, everybody saw it, and they just jumped. We went from six right up to 18. Mm -hmm. I mean, and where we are now, well, we've already made a really good connection with Section 5 mm -hmm. and Dennis Freeze that Corey and I have gone and we've met with their unified people and coaches mm -hmm. and Dennis, their sport chair, yeah. and we pitched the bowling, we've pitched uh, basketball, we're going to have a, a, an open invitation next year that we're going to take some of our schools and go bowl against them, mm -hmm. we're going to take some of our schools 
just like we do now in our general ed, regular, you have your league, you have sectionals, you have that crossover, then you have states. Mm -hmm. Well, we're to that, we're getting that where Corey and I went and we went and we pitched. All right, we did our league thing, mm -hmm. we did our division. Mm -hmm. We now want to do the crossover between section five because we're hoping that others will join us because after that comes regionals, then comes the states. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're growing, we're pushing it, and uh, we're taking it to where they really want it to go at some point in time that there could be down the road a unified basketball state championship. Wow, that'd be a beautiful. And I think that's important, and I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> oh, no, you, but fine. with the special you're ed fine. population growing at the rate that it's growing, correct? Um, the need is there. The mm -hmm. need was there. We're filling that need. Mm -hmm. But I mean that, you know, the the label of special ed, the the amount of kids that fall under that category. And I mean, if you look at the statistics, which sadly I don't have with me, mm -hmm. but but I think in another ten years you could be looking at high percentages. You have to have this this program solid, so those kids have the same opportunity, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's important that we go in between sections and yep. we go statewide because the need is across the state. It's mm -hmm. not just section six, it's not just section five. Um, and, and these kids, special ed kids I'm referring to, should have the exact same opportunities as anyone else that goes through school and plays a sport. You know, we're just not quite there at the, at the state we're, level yet, but we're, we're getting, getting there. there. <laughs> we, we got Todd Nelson, we, we like I said, it's, we happening. Got it's happening, we're moving. It, it's. It was a slow process, but we've taken some really big steps. Because when, when you get people, to be honest, when you get a person like Karen, mm -hmm. and you get a, a Karen from Niagara Falls, and you get a, a, get a Kathy Kaepernick from Start Point, mm -hmm. um, and then you go and you get a Jen Carrero from Eden, mm -hmm. they, they just spread the word, and it just takes off, and here we are. And I'm really thrilled, trust me. And so is Section 6, Tim Slade, and mm -hmm. so we're, things are going... And if nice I can too, don't mean to keep interrupting. No, it's not sure. even about the sports. This program that started with it being about sports has given these special ed kids self-confidence. I wanted to say yeah. that earlier. Mm -hmm. Not only are they proud to walk down the hall and say, I play basketball or I bowl, but they have a confidence about them that if you do any type of follow mass media here, mm -hmm. you know, these kids now are getting jobs. These kids are going to the prom with the other kids that they've oh. met. I mean, the huge prom proposal, my son being one of them, you know, that was the big, big thing this year. You know, they, they're making friends that they would have never had the opportunity to make. And I'm not saying in their own school districts, but outside their school districts. And, and these, these kids who are headed towards adulthood, I mean, they're 17, 18 years old, you know, the next phase is allowing the state to pass regulation that they can play past 18. I mean, right. we yeah. at Newfane have a lot of kids that will fall into that category. So that's the next phase. Allow them to stay mm -hmm. because they're allowed to stay in school and allow them to play because it is such a positive program yeah. for them. And Corey's talking from the special ed aspect and I have to tell you that many of our regular ed or our partners, you can see the increased confidence in them when they yes. suddenly have this group of 10 or 12 kids in the school that think they are the greatest thing in the world and come up and talk about it and they make a layup and you, you make a layup on a regular basketball team and it's expected right. but you do it out there or you make a good pass you do something and suddenly like there's 10 kids that are just like jumping on you like that was the best thing you yes. ever did and yes and it was funny because we had a girl last year, and she still plays. She's a track athlete, mm -hmm. so she's really good at running up and down the court, mm -hmm. but not necessarily putting anything through a hoop or a <laughs> and, and it's funny because generally, like, she doesn't score. And some of the, the athletes last year up to her and said, don't, I probably shouldn't use your name, but I will anyway. Don't worry, Molly. You'll score. I'll teach you how to do that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, 
didn't even know what to say because she's always been like that top level state athlete. Mm -hmm. And for somebody to say, I'm going to help you. And she went like, oh, I'm like, that's so nice. Like, you're going to help me. And, and it brought her to like, like, oh my gosh, like there's, this is a two way street. This is not a one way street. And like these kids just look up to me and it's just great to think that these people, that there's people around that just think you're wonderful, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually wanted to, to talk a little bit about the, the, the relationship between the athletes and the partners. Um, just what type of connection do you guys see from them, um, whether it be from the outside looking in, you as a coach, you having um, both, and obviously you overseeing everything. And also, too, um, you know, seeing that line between competitiveness and just playing for the love of the game. Because I'm, um, you guys, we talked a little bit about it off air, but, you know, there have been situations where, um, you know, it, it, it's almost like um, it's the the competitive nature comes out in some some of the partners, and that almost takes over and really murky murkies up the water um, in the games. So, um, but I think that's a skill, and especially the regular kids need to learn as you go on in life that mm-hmm. it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you scoring a lot of points. Mm-hmm. It's not all about like everything is, is about you. You have to start looking at how can I make my whole team better, yeah. not just me. And the kids, I think when they first come on, that's a really hard thing for them to figure out because they're so used to you go to a little league game and like you have to be the one that plays short and score and bats fourth or I don't want to play and, and everything else. And you they have to figure that out and that's such a great skill for them to take on to the next level Um, and I see that um, although I wouldn't say they're true BFF situations between the the athletes and the partners I see that there are friendships forming you know and and they're very different kids from di- very different classes and different worlds and different, but they're coming together to serve a purpose yeah. and to play together and you can see that and you can see that the respect is now there on both sides that wasn't always there and are they going to invite each other to the prom maybe not maybe some of them will maybe they'll do whatever but they're friends in this situation and their friends that they can go forward and if they see each other at Walmart or Kmart or is there a Kmart anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> no more Kmart. No more Kmart. You know, that, that they can be friends. They can say hi. They can go up and high five each other. They can, you know, they can have that. And I think that from the partner perspective, that's huge. And from the athlete's perspective, that's huge to have both of them to have those abilities. But they're very different. They're coming at it very differently and hopefully going to walk away from it a little bit more the same. Yeah. Um, did anybody else want to share? Corey? I agree with everything Kara just said. <laughs> that was well said. I always um, like that. I also think, too, and, and we talked about this outside. I don't know if it applies to your exact question, but, you know, there is that that competitiveness. What I have noticed, and maybe it's just because I'm super involved with my sons, the athletes can be very competitive as well. Maybe the first few seasons, it was just about doing it and the excitement of, okay, I dribbled, or okay, I got a pass and I shot, or okay, I made a basket. Mm-hmm. But as the seasons have developed, the teams, not just Newfane, the the athletes have become competitive. The athletes now know how to run some plays. Yeah. You know, the athletes know to, you know, 
box out and try to get a rebound and if they get it to get it to the point guard maybe that's not the terms that they're used but they are starting to actually play basketball right. or they understand bowling now you know where to where to hit the pin to, to kick it to the left and and to me that's that's huge too not only playing but understanding the game you're playing you know not just going out there because this is what i'm supposed to do this this is you know something that i understand now yeah. And I really think not only the coaches, but the, the partners play a big role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I think that as the seasons have gone on, yes, a lot of kids come and go, but the, the really the teams have stayed a lot of the same kids for the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also then, again, allowed them to build relationships. Maybe they're not going to the prom. Maybe they're not going to each other's house and having dinner. But when they're in school or they're in the game, they are there for each other. I mean, yeah. I truly think it defines what a team is yes. about. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, you, that's super important. Yeah. To and, learn, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that they're not going to no, no, each other's no, house no, no, for no, dinner no. or whatever. I don't either because I I played athletes my whole, uh, athletics my whole life, and there's thousands of people I never went to their house for Correct. dinner that we mm-hmm. came together to play a sport, right. and that was where it ended, and we moved on. And but did, in you know, that time, but in that time, our together, true teammate that yeah. to to be able to learn that mm-hmm. as a. Uh, regular ed student is hard. I played athletics my whole life too. You know, you got to understand that team. But for a special ed child to, to grasp that concept, like mm-hmm. when you see that happen, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And to, to add to what Corey and Karen had said, we're, when we started four years ago and we were just crawling to not run with the ball and to dribble the ball mm-hmm. and to shoot the ball, where we are now, we do have competitive games. It, yeah. it, it It's there, mm-hmm. but you can tell of the four new schools that came in, that's where we were four years ago, mm-hmm. and that's where we are now. With our games, are competitive. They're they're all, they're authenticated. They're real. They're a real situation. That they're double dribbling. They're traveling. They're following. They're setting picks. And and like Corey said, and Karen as a coach can witness it. I'm going. We really have stepped it up. And for somebody. Nate Johnson, who's the director of special ed for New York State, and Todd were at our final games at Lancaster. They're like, wow, they have really stepped it up and they really, you guys have really embraced this and taken it. All the games, all of our games were very competitive. We had a couple that were blown out, but it, it's on me. I'll match them up better next year. But uh, it, it, it's we've where we were and where we've come, just awesome. Just Great, great experience for Okay, then, then with everything I've heard, what's next? Unified, what do we got next? I mean, I know you have Unified Softball, don't you, or Baseball? Unified Drama Club, Unified, I mean, the possibilities are endless, right? Well, there's uh, it, it. There's other states that have Unified Sports also. Um, I don't think we're, to some of them, we're not there yet. I know, like we we now have an activity for them in the winter, which is bowling. We have um, a spring that we play basketball because that puts the fans in the stands, and we're we're slowly looking at trying to get something in the fall. Um, I know right now we have a couple of schools that are playing at the level of unified intramurals. They're playing volleyball. Uh, I know there's a couple of schools that they're out there looking to join them. Um, right now, we're there's a there's a little. Um, um, resistance amongst uh, the the sections uh, with putting something in, um, but um, I think there's going to be some good um, conversations coming up in a couple of weeks at the state level um, with um, some powers to be, 
and uh, if something gets passed, which the aged out rule, if that can have a little flexibility and work with the unified sports and clear up the language and allow these individuals that, for the unified, that aged out the regular, regular regulation of 19 on or before July, and if they are in the system and they're allowed to play, and other things happen with the upcoming central committee meetings, and we get a green light on this, I think you're going to see something come in the fall. Maybe not this year or next year, and we'll do bowling best, but I do believe down the road I think we'll see something. And what that is, whether it's volleyball, whether it's cross country, I don't think we're anywhere close to playing unified football. That's <laughs> for sure. Football, they, they do do that in some other states, but I, I don't think we're there but I could see uh, well, a possibility. Football would be touch, it would not be tech. Yeah, it would be yeah. flag, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah seven on seven or nine on nine, whatever. But I, I could see a, a volleyball, a unified volleyball. It's happening now at uh, a couple of our local schools that are doing it in, in the Erie County. They're trying it because um, they, they want to, and they did it, and it, it's worked out. And I think we, we could down, not, I don't think we'll see anything for next fall of the school year, but I think we could possibly something down the road. And I think too, I'm sorry, Karen, I mean, no, go ahead. to answer, you said uh, unified drama maybe is what I heard you say, John. Yeah, and unified I think, dance. Unified, and I think uh, that this unified sports oh, yeah. program is a stepping stone, but from a parent's perspective, you have to continue to put heat, if you will, on the administrations of the school districts. You have to get them to back this program and want these kids to be recognized, to be known. You know, something new is scary. Getting to know these kids that you might not really know, you know, what's wrong with them or how come they're in that class, that's a scary thing. It's accepting these kids and including these kids in this program that allows them to go into to, to other things. You know, maybe they can go into chorus now because everybody knows who they are and there's really nothing they can't do. I think it's it's parent uh, input or parent uh, driven. driven, I, I think, but with excellent coaches and excellent, you know, advisors and and, and getting the teachers involved and the kids in the school and wanting these kids to be around is, is the stepping stone to, to making other things happen. You know, so I think we just need to continue to push this program and, and good things will come from it. And to add on to what John was saying about the sports, me and Dan Kuberka have been in talks about looking to add maybe a division onto a wrestling team for a unified, for an athlete, um, that wouldn't do it on the swim team to have um, and we were going to look into that possibly I have to get together with the Niagara Falls swim coaches to put together that maybe um, um, Doug brings some athletes and partners to a swim meet and they participate in a couple of events at the beginning of a swim meet and allow them to do that that I think there's a lot the track team there's no reason why um, our, our athletes couldn't be pushed into onto a track team. Maybe they don't practice the five days a week, two hours a day, but they practice to get better at their thing. And then there's an opportunity for a couple of meets that they go and they participate so that they really can be more of a natural thing rather than a separate. Like the, the basketball now is great, but it's separate from the other basketball teams. But mm -hmm. if it's pushed in and it's more authentic and more mm -hmm. natural, what an opportunity to say, I'm on the swim team. 
right? Just I'm because a, I'm their a special needs doesn't yeah. mean they can't I'm compete at the yeah. high school level. That they're yeah. right. You're right. It is still two separate programs, but it's the start. It, of it's something. getting there. Correct. But I think that maybe a next step is to start looking to integrate into sports that we naturally can integrate. You know, right. you certainly don't want to put. Um, somebody on like the Niagara Falls High School basketball team who can't run up and down the right. court at the speed that <laughs> right. they can right. because that's not fair. You're not making it a level playing field. You're not making it for an opportunity there. Hmm. Um, but if it's a swim team and there's one of the events is is a unified swim event where you, you have three, you know, whatever they... Great idea. You know what right. I mean? To I kind of go team. and to do that. And there's enough individual supports during the year that you could do that. That we had talked about doing cross country and I know that we didn't have enough kids who were willing to run five, uh, 5K um, <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Too but many kids. there was probably a couple of them that maybe would have gone and joined the team and been a part of that and, and let that go. And I see that as going more naturally into the future that unified basketball and bowling are phenomenal like I wouldn't change them for the world but I think there's also other things that we can look at without without destroying that but adding and more and more it's like educating said, it's yeah. educating the administration the teachers the coaches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's getting people involved I mean this this is an excellent outlet but a lot of there are still a lot of people that say what what's unified sports right you and, know yeah. what what are you doing mm -hmm. yeah they don't get it and and they need to you know, they need, yeah. we just need to keep educating people. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. And I, I think one thing that you were saying about, um, like, track and field, you know, I think that'd be so cool. Like, I remember when I was um, throwing for um, Lockport, um, one go it's goofy to look at look back at now, but, you know, we, we would have these thrower relays. We would call them fat man relays. Oh. And so, like, if, uh, you know, if we were at a dual meet, let's say we were going against the Niagara Falls or Louport or something, you know, it, we would put a team of throwers together and have a little uh, four by four by one relay. Oh, okay. So, like, why can't unified athletes do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's such a simple concept. Yeah. It's something that easily could be implemented in. So, I I really like that that you you brought that up there for sure. Especially when the state already allows dual participation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in in the same season, and, I, and it's just one more avenue to give those individuals an opportunity to compete in that. And that dual participation is just a, another perfect example of doing the right thing. Yeah, for sure. Well said. Um, I wanted to, to briefly talk about, um, you know, there was a, a, almost a, a time where unified sports were going to be stopped. Um, President Trump and um, Governor Cuomo um, voting to uh, cut the government funding of Special Olympics. But um, with the uproar, um, about it, um, you know, it was eventually overturned. So, you know, what was that like to be able to go through that process and to be able to come back out on the other side and really um, push forward through that? Well, I tell you what I'm going to do, I, I, and I'm not doing this on purpose, but if you defer that question to Corey and to Karen, and then I'll jump in. Yeah. Because I think they got the answer already, because Corey and I have already discussed this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that... I can't even speak from a political standpoint, but you know, you gotta make cuts. Yeah. We all understand that. I think that when it was announced that cuts were gonna be made, enough people know the good of this program, enough people know what Special Olympics is all about, and it's, uh, Special Olympics is so much bigger than just the unified program, mm -hmm. and the good that they have done and continue to do, mm -hmm. that it was decided, obviously, that the funding needs to be returned. Yeah. Um, what they need to do is 
give more funding. <laughs> like I'm a big advocate for, you know, there are programs, of course, that I personally feel are unnecessary and that the money should go to these programs. Right. But what disappoints me as a parent, I'll speak for, still from that perspective, is they're taking money away from things that they don't understand and they've never seen. And right. that's what's disheartening. Mm -hmm. You know, be objective. Has Cuomo ever been to a unified game? I'd probably say no. Has the president? I'd probably say no. I have seen his interaction limitedly with Special Olympics. But before you decide to take money away, you need to see what you're taking it away from. Right. And, and I've said this numerous times just today. Until you walk in that gym and see what occurs, you can't, you don't understand it. I didn't even understand it until the first time I saw it, and I was like, how did we not do this sooner? How, how, how does every school district, when the school says they don't want to participate, I, I shake my head. And I think, how can you not? Yes, there's logistics, but if any logistic can be worked through. Right. Any obstacle can be overcome. Mm -hmm. These kids deal with obstacles every day of their lives, and they overcome it. So if people really want to invest the time, it can happen. Um, so, yeah, when the money was going to be taken away, that wasn't such a good thing. We were ready to rally oh. the troops and drive to <laughs> Albany or Washington if we needed to. But yeah. because it's passionate for the people that are involved in it. Um, you know, and <clears throat> the people that made the poor decision eventually overturned it. And I'm sure that if it happens again, the same thing will happen. As this grows bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. you just have more people supporting it. Uh, my perspective on this is that it's unfortunate that people with disabilities have been under, underrepresented Excellent. in our government and well with funding forever. I, I noticed that I've been a special ed teacher for 25 plus years. I've worked with the disabled prior to that, and I have family members that have severe disabilities. So it's been my whole life that I've done this, and I watched how Governor Cuomo a few years ago shut down all the sheltered workshops because those are not generally people that vote. They're not people that that have keep that input. In, keep him in a political position he's in. Right? Exactly, and, and so it's happened in, in several, and I'm not just picking on Cuomo because no, no. he's not the only one who's done it. It's just, they're, it's people with disabilities it's are not, You're it's right. worldwide. You're right. That um, people with disabilities are underrepresented. They're, they don't have the voice that other groups and other other people have so that when it comes time to look for, for cuts, they're a very easy cut because, as a general rule, there's not a lot of people that are going to complain. Mm -hmm. And that was well. That was the excellently said. And well that's said. that's an very unfortunate thing. Luckily, there were enough people on Unified Sports that spoke up, that yelled from the treetops that it was stopped before it got too far. Right. You know. So. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Good job, Karen. No, that's why. No, well that's done, what you two. I didn't see it. I deferred that one out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wanted to ask, though, just because um, that's something that, it's something that you, you hate to see, you know. It's like, yes. why why does something that is so meaningful, why is something that people truly enjoy and something that's really more than just the face value of, oh, these kids playing the sport. It's, it's so much more than that. Why is that being, you know, taken away or potentially being taken right. away from them, you know? Because people don't see the roots that are underneath and how much those roots and what those roots are doing for those kids and for programs and society and communities. Just wanted to, before we close up, just wanted to ask you guys all individually. Um, personally, um, what do Unified Sports mean to you all? Um, just what, what, what they mean to you, what they represent for you, and just... Um, what are you most looking forward to see, seeing come about from um, the future of Unified Sports too? Um, 
I personally hope that it grows into um, what I've talked to some of my friends in other states when unified sports is a sport in almost every sport that they have in a school district that kids have the choice um, to play and to tell you as a special ed teacher it um, makes me so proud that my kids are a part of the school now and are represented and are included when we made t-shirts for our, our our team this year mm -hmm. one of the one of the partners made him and he said this is what I want on them and on the top of the back of our shirts it says we choose to include mm -hmm. because they want to be a part of that and and to do that so that's um, and I'd like to just see it just continue to grow I agree again with everything she said <laughs> and as a parent I'm gonna bring you home to my husband. This, <laughs> <laughs> this program is it's a gift it's a gift to my family. It's a gift to, to my children, mm -hmm. even to my daughter, who who is part of the, the the cheerleading part of it. And the you know, it's it's just it's a gift that we didn't have a few years ago. Mm -hmm. It allows my special ed son to be included, and that's the big word. He's included. He's acknowledged, and and you know what? He can have fun on mm -hmm. the same level that his peers, you know, his general ed peers have fun. Um, and, and you can't take that away now, you know. He, he's more self-confident, he's more outgoing, he's doing better academically. I could go on for hours about all of the great things it's done, but it's not just my family, it's all of the kids in all the districts that participate. It's, it's a gift, and, and as a parent, when you see these children and they're little and you know, they, they struggle through the special ed classes, you never think, He's going to put on a uniform. I'm going to go buy him a size 15 sneaker, <laughs> and he's going to go out and score 18 points in a game right. and, and be a hero to a lot of yeah. kids that didn't know who he was when he got to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. to, to have that dream come true, I, there's, I have no words other than to thank the people that brought the program in because it, you know it, it's something that just makes your heart feel good because you never thought it could happen. Basically, unified sports is a is a life changing opportunity, mm -hmm. and and like Corey said, and the same thing with Karen, it's giving those individuals an opportunity to represent their school, just like a general ed student, putting on a uniform, getting that varsity coat, getting earning that letter and that sport. It's just a, an opportunity that, like Corey said, is a gift. That you want to just keep on giving because it's there and it, it just uh, it truly is an opportunity that includes everyone and that's what it should be and everybody involved all right perfect um i really appreciate you guys coming in today um and informing us just because like you guys um mentioned earlier you know i feel like unified sports are something that you know people are even still trying to figure out and it, it really doesn't make sense because for one, it's a simple concept, but secondly, it's such a great cause and concept that, um, you know, if you don't know about it at this point, it's like, where have you been you know, the last few years? Um, um, I just feel like to see where it's at now, because, you know, me being from Lockport, um, having seen, because I had a few friends of mine that were working in the school, and, you know, they were telling me a little bit about Unified and things like that, and um, to see where it started out at, to see where it's at now and to hopefully see where it's going to be going. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So um, I just appreciate you guys for even, you know, continuing to push it on and just um, being able to bring something so meaningful to these kids and um, being able to impact their lives. So just um, appreciate you guys for that. 
That's all we have for today, folks. I'm Kyrie Demos, and I hope you tune in for the next episode of the GNN Sports Podcast.